podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, HH Half Hope Double H, trying to live, trying to live sixth. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on SoundCloud, hit the hearts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star review and we'll read it on the show. If you want to dump or put a little bit in the offering plate, check us out on Patreon.com. All the links should be in the description. So, let's get started. Liverpool, Man City. A beat down. A, a public undressing, as Ray Hudson would, would say. What were you expecting? And what did you receive? Expecting? Mm, that's, that's, that's a loaded word. I would say I um, was anticipating this could get bad based on how good Man City and how bad Liverpool have been. But when the game started, I was like, all right, this could be like either this because I said 1 1. That was my prediction. I said, you know what? This might just end up just, just being 1 1 or City may just edge it like 1 0 2 1. But there was always something in the back of my mind that if you just go based on just how bad Liverpool have been in their form and the fact they've lost to Burnley and Brighton at home, if basically my thing is that what do City want to do? Does Pep just want to be like, okay, 1 0, keep a thing? Or does he want to prove a point? And I think it showed that he wanted to prove a point. I think that's for Pep. This was a very satisfying victory for him because it's like, you know what, all that stuff of the English press wanting Liverpool to win for their own narrative and so forth, all the thing of, oh, you've got the oil money, all this, all that. I see you have sort of been the villains. I think this was a very satisfying victory because for me, my thing about it is put the scoreline to one side. Specifically in that second half, I think that City so beat the hell out of Liverpool, Liverpool gave up. Okay, who, who do you think the best player on the pitch was? Okay, good on that, 100%. I thought Sterling Ma- was the best Maybe player. that's my central midfield bias, but... <laughs> no, no, St- Sterling, for me, I'll tell you that about Sterling. He, I, he probably had one of the best games I've seen him play. Like, like Sterling was amazing. Do you know the, the Do you know the criticisms that people had of him, like early Man City days and Liverpool days? Refined was seems like too abrasive of a word, as if he hasn't been like getting better the whole time. But yesterday was like a culmination of just like, wow, I see what his development has turned into. The effectiveness of his dribbling, his decision making, just everything just seems like it's it's come together for him. Is that a culmination of Sterling, or is that a case of Trent being so bad? Sterling makes Trent look bad. But remember, Trent had already been criticized for how bad he's been defensively in the last few months. Could have give credit to Sterling because Sterling did, 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 did play well. But we also could have factor in that Trent is a trash right back. <laughs> who sort of overcomes his deficiencies based on how good he is with distributing the, the ball. But in terms of actually yeah. defending, guy's trash. I'm, I'm not sure the, the, the percentage split. I think if Trent was against a, a less talented winger, then he'd look better. But Sterling is capable of taking advantage of somebody who's not good, which wasn't always the case. I saw your reaction to the Foden goal on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. When you watch on my Twitch thing, is like the way I react like that. Because my thing is, I told you, I'm a football fan first before anything. Yeah. I'm a complicated shorty fan. Anytime I see an amazing piece of dribble, piece of skill, or an amazing goal, that's how I react because that is how that's how my older brother reacts. Like my other older brother is a bit more composed, but like me and my older brother, that's how we react to whenever we see a crazy kid. We go like, oh, that's just our, that's just our mannerism, you know. <laughs> so I've been doing that since jump. And the funny thing about that is that because it's on Twitch, and because I'm always behind in the stream, 
yeah. people see it and they're like, oh my gosh, wait until Figgy reacts to it. <laughs> so so whenever I look at the comments, I was like, oh my gosh, has HH seen it yet? Because I'm like two minutes behind everyone. So Because it was like, a, like I don't know, maybe like a 20 second, 30 clip. I was like, he's going to mm. go nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You know, because it's like, it's happened so quickly. Yeah. It, because all he can do is go, whoa, because you're like, boom, boom, boom. And then literally, the ball literally went into the roof, into the top corner from that. And I'm like, whoa, that's a crazy goal. Did you know? even go into... Okay, actually, we, we have to have a discussion about Allison. Wow. Because oh, I, I was wow. watching ESPN FC. My thing about it is... Oh, boy. Was this a case of... Because they were having a um, disagreement. So one sort of the arguments was, oh... That is what Klopp instructs of Becker. Always kick it out. So no, sorry, always play out from the back. Always play out from, from the back. But my thing is, but then sorry, Steve Nichols said, if it's not on, you don't have to slavishly doggedly listen to to the instructions. If that pass is not on, go long. To but who? my th- but wait, but, but my things are as I was looking at it, I'm thinking specifically for the second time he did it, I think it was a case of where him and Liverpool had already given up. So as 3-1, they were like, okay, all right, yeah, pass from the back. Because it was such a lazy pass. The first one he did, that sort of makes sense. It's like, okay, bad pass. But the second one was, it was such a blatant mispass. It was such a lazy pass. I think that Becker was so, sort of already gave up in his head that, look, this match is already done at, at 3-1. When, when people say Liverpool need to go long, who's their target, man? Like, who who is the goalkeeper aiming at? No, 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 no. But if for me, if, no, 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 Salah, no, 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 it's, it's, Mane, not, it's not about that. No, no, no. If no, no, if you're a keeper, and remember, City press very high because what they want to do is win the ball very high up. So they're looking you're for that them interception. The ball right back, like the, the the whole premise of playing no, no, it no. short is retaining the ball so you can beat the press. But then think about this logically. Where would you rather lose the ball? Near your 18-yard box or 100 yards? All the way through. You aren't assuming that playing short, we're going to lose the ball. But that's where the Ah. Steve Nichol points comes from. Where like he's in his view, it wasn't on. You're taking too much of a risk with how these guys are playing far up to just give the ball. It's a risk. So, but is it worth the risk? Maybe Becker in his defense, oh no, it was worth the the risk. So that that's fine. But maybe he's thinking about the ultimate risk of like, okay, this pass isn't going to go well. I'm going to concede a goal based off of it, concede a chance based off of it. I don't think he's thinking that. I would presume, okay, if I kick it long, I know City's going to get the ball, and I'm probably going to get yelled at for not kicking it to a center back or trying to find a fullback in, like, the wider areas. Like, kicking it long for them is like him trying to find a fullback, not punting it to the middle of the field and letting Ruben Diaz win a header. They kick it back to Ederson, and then Man City get to start their play over. Like, I don't think that's what Klopp wants from them. Obviously, I get Nichols' point. That's just like, you don't have to play short every time. You might as well just kick it long. But that's not them. It's just unfortunate. And your, to, to your point of, I don't think they cared. Nobody's trying to be out here on that, on worldwide global television and look like he looked. <laughs> Especially for mm. the Sterling one. Like, nobody wants that. No, no, no. But, so, but, but see, also see here, here's my thing is that... I don't understand, just from watching football, I don't understand the logic of this whole players from the back. Really? No. How many goals have, how, how many goals can you remember have been scored where it's wins from the keeper going short and it's led to a goal? How many times have that, has that happened? Within the, the context of a game, specifically when you're playing against two 
top tier teams. You are going to get the ball ball back. Yes, you will give it to them and so forth. You will eventually get the ball back and you'll get the ball back in a more secure position and you can now safely now, all right, we want it at midfield or let's go back to, to defense. Let's now walk it through. Over 90 minutes, it is very unlikely that you going long, giving them the ball, they'll now get back at you and then and then score. It's unlikely. It's possible, but it's very un unlikely. So, th see, the whole notion of oh, us keeping the ball is that we'll be able to hold on to the ball all the way through and lead to a goal. At the end of the day, the whole point of football is you want to score a goal. But how likely and how many times has it happened where the keeper has gone short, you've kept the ball all the way through, not losing it, and then you've ended up scoring a goal? It's very, it's very unlikely. So the theory of going short for the keeper for me, I've I've never bought into it. So you never. so you think just kick it into midfield, just aim for the center circle every time, and just my let, no no my thing is and this. just let the heads go up for it. My thing is this is that what I would try to do is obviously train the keeper on his kicking ability. If there's less than overload opportunity, then I will say, bro, as a keeper, look to see whether you can do a ball to maybe like an honoring right back because they've exposed some space there that can lead it to it. If you don't see that's on, kick it. You don't you you don't have to play it like you don't have to play it short. Because I know that within the context of our team, we will get the ball back. And it's unlikely that oh, we give them the ball, they keep the ball all the way through and then because remember it, you losing the ball near your 18 yard box, it is highly likely you will concede. You losing the ball 30, 40, 60, 70 yards, it's highly unlikely you will concede because they've got to make their way all the way back from there back to your place. You know, isn't you don't want to lose the ball around your 18-yard box area. Isn't the rewards of breaking City's press if you're Liverpool worth the risk of a misplaced pass in the sense that, or actually, the press is designed to make you kick it long. You're not supposed to play into the press, really. You're supposed to kick it long, and then Man City will just bet that our two center backs and our defensive midfielder will be able to collect the ball from whoever you're aiming it at, and we get the ball again. So put actually, it, oh, so okay, oh, 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 wait, wait, quickly. Put it this, put it, put it this way. If I know for sure, I have excellent personnel. You see, I'm thinking of the kind of team that I would have. Okay. The kind of team that, that I, I would have, I don't put too much onus on my defenders being great on the ball. Yeah, be, be good, but be quality defenders. Now, if I have Dani Alves, Jordi Alba, PK, oh, go short because I have faith with them that they will be able to keep yeah. the, the ball under pressure. So it depends on the person I have, but my kind of defenders, I will put more focus on know how to defend. You don't have to be good on the on the ball. Just know how to, to defend first. So yeah. So I'm I'm just thinking like Liverpool are thinking they want us to kick it long. That's the that's the whole point of them pressing mm. is for us to kick it long and then they win the battle and then they just get to have possession because that's what Man City want ultimately is they just want the ball <laughs> mm. and they just want to play their football. They want you know their sixty seventy percent possession. Liverpool understanding this are like no, we're gonna try to play through you and the reward of playing through you is if we get past, you know, your forwards, your midfield, we're probably 3v2, 3v4, 3v3, and we think we can win that situation with Saleh, Mana, Firmino running at Ruben Diaz, John Stones, and whichever fullbacks you elected to pick, Zinchenko, 
or whoever it is, I mm. think we can win that. So let's just see if we can get through the press. There's no point trying to kick it up to Firmino and have him have a battle with Ruben Diaz, at least at least in my mind. So I don't agree with Nickel necessarily, but I understand where he's coming from because mm. that's just how he was schooled. Um, so, okay, so you would always, if you're a manager, you would always say to your keeper, go short. It depends on the type of keeper I have. If I have... Uh, I don't want to name names because that's kind of disrespectful. But <laughs> if 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 I have a, a rudimentary, just standards, I'm thinking like a Premier League goalkeeper, then yeah, I'm kicking it long every time. Because why Pickford. not? And and I would probably have like a totem pole kind of Andy Carroll type striker up there. Just like, go win. But if I have a Allison who I paid $70 million for from Roma, if I have defenders or fullbacks or, you know, a solid anchor midfielder who I know I can pass it to every time the reward is worth the risk in that sense but it is a risk um, no 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 but, but as I said no risk no reward for me my thing is that always take a calc- a calculated risk a risk that, that makes sense so for instance so. City do the same thing and they won 4-1 Ederson isn't kicking the ball 70 yards every time they they are passing it mm. short so no, but, just, but just it, how it you just look depends. at Liverpool it's him under pressure yeah low on confidence and so forth you know do you really want to be like are you confident enough to hold on to the ball confidently against a city team playing very well and pressing very aggressively i hear you i hear you all right Klopp. i just saw this thing before we started i don't know it's like one of those interviews again it's and... like i think it was an israeli tv station yeah though <laughs> i was like what what font is this mm. <laughs> um and he was asked well he the the reporter asked a two-pronged question. He was like, okay, you're 10 points behind. Do you think that it's City's title to win? And do you think you can get top four? Klopp didn't even hear the second part of the question because he already pounced on you're 10 points behind. He was like, firstly, I think you should do your job better. Oh, I'm paraphrasing. He was, firstly, you should do your job better because we're 13 points behind not 10 points behind. So why would you even ask this question? Problem, the journalist was actually correct that Liverpool are indeed 10 points behind. Klopp is, uh, he was wrong on that count. And then he was like, how come you can't ask a different question? You're wasting one of your two questions. But he didn't hear the second part, which was, do you think, excuse me, do you think top four is kind of where Liverpool is fighting for? So then the reporter had to ask him again. The second part of my question was about top four. Do you think like that's your level right now? And then Klopp kind of had to say, yeah, I think I think it was. Or I think it is. This comes off the back of, I'm not sure who he was doing an interview with. It might have been Sky Sports, BT Sport. Yeah, yeah I think there's something, BT Sports. And it, it, this is the same dude that he snapped at earlier in the season. Yeah. Kelly is the guy's name, that's right? That's Kelly. Right. So, <laughs> I, I I was going through the comments and people were like, nah, Klopp's being an ass. This is the worst title defense since Chelsea 2015-2016. And actually, I think that might be right, but let's not get into that. What do you think is going on with Jurgen Klopp? Oh, it's, it's, it's very simple. Very, very simple. Klopp has bought into the Liverpool thing. The fans, the Us culture, the, yeah. the environment... And he saw how much they love him and he saw how much they adored him, specifically when he brought them that Premier League. And he's like, oh, wow, this is great. And he's just seen how he's been, been so embedded with the Liverpool fans. that, wow, this is an amazing kind of ad- adulation that I don't think I've ever, I've ever experienced in football. 
I really believe that he wanted to defend this more so than anything. Champions League, he wanted to defend this title. When Van Dijk went down, he was like, oh, damn it. Specifically the fact that Pickford wasn't punished for it and everything. And because he knew how damaging that would be for the season. So I think for him, he knows deep down that we, we, we will not be able to defend at our title. And City are not going to come back. So when you have that kind of frustration and that anger, you just lash out because you just know how painful it is and how angry you are of the injuries, how these injuries occurred, the bad luck with the injuries. So all those things just culminate in you having this vented up frustration. And if you just have an embarrassing loss, they put the mic in your face, you're going to snap. Because obviously that was something he hung his hat on. Anfield is a fortress. Anybody that comes in here, we speak, we, we sweep them away. It gets beat by Burnley. Is this three L's? Then by in Brighton. Hmm? Yeah. Three L's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnley, Brighton, and now Man City. It's like that has just been completely wiped away. I can just tell just from body language and so forth, it is the pain of we were not able to de- defend the title. And not only not it's not only the case of not defending the, 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 the title, it's just how bad of a defense this is. You know, it's a case of where you're now struggling to get, like, what's it called? Chelsea and West Ham are one point behind. Mm. If Everton win both their games in hand, they go above them. And here's the thing. The measure of a man is how you act when things are going badly. Who cares when things are, are, are going well? The measure of a man is how do you react? How do you act when things are at the worst, where things are really bad? You can say all you want about Pep and everything. Whether, okay, he's just doing it for reverse culture and everything. When Pep got embarrassed when he got bad, he still found a way to sort of, all right, it is what it is. I give them a hand, boom. I could talk about the refereeing decisions. I could talk about this. I could talk about this guy going down. I could talk about these calls. But you could always see that he almost wants to go there, but he still sort of holds it in and just just about says, hey, it is what it is. That's football. That's, that's football. We move on. So as much as you want to just say things about Pep, when things are going badly, he still somewhat can keep a composed manner, even if you can feel that the anger is bubbling through. The way Klopp has handled this, it just shows you what kind of man he is. That when things aren't going well, you now start attacking people <laughs> for no apparent reason. Because, because you can see, I, I know where he's coming from with the 13 points thing, because that's how I think. Because for me, I'm like, assume the worst. Yeah, it's a win, boom. But this is a reporter. And the reporter doesn't deal with assumptions, he deals with, with facts. So you as a football guy, yeah, you just assume that City, they'll win. This is a reporter here to do a job. And his job is, okay, what are the facts? 10 points. Okay, they have a game in hand, but right now, you are 10 points behind. What do you think about this right now? So, but because you're so angry and you're so into the, the football nature of it, and you know that you have been so beat down by what Man City have done, because here's the thing. So the narrative was supposed to be, this is supposed to be Liverpool City, Liverpool City, Liverpool City, boom. Like, what's it called? I was even singing before the season started that, yeah, this decade, okay, maybe four or five years, we now have uh, Duopoly. We have Liverpool and Man City going at it and so forth. And let's be real, if Liverpool don't get those injuries, maybe they do, but at the same time, it's still the same attack. Yes, the defence has gone down, but it's still the same attack that, that can't score. That haven't scored at Anfield for freaking three, four, five, five games. You look at the table right now, 
it's City and you know United that are really sort of going at it. United are the closest guys to Man City and Liverpool have just sort of fallen away. But I just think that we've now seen this other side of club because it's sort of like how you meet people in life. And when things are going well, oh, my things are great. Perfect example in a relationship. Happy days. Oh, it's all great. Blah, blah. Things are fine. Blah, blah. Okay, you now get married. It's now real. Mm-hmm. And the one just changes. So that's first dates, first few dates, boyfriend, girlfriend and everything. You're having fun, laughs and everything. But now you're now going into the relationship. It's getting a lot real right now. You now get married. They're now responsibilities. And now you now see another side of this woman that you didn't see before the, 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 the marriage. And now, no, this is now the fullness of the person. Because the fullness of a person is good times, bad times. What they say, through thick and thin. Good times and, and bad times. You know, because I've said that Liverpool fans, don't 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 you dare put hashtag club out. Don't you dare call for his head. Don't you dare do that because he has ends way too many brownie points for you to do that. Mm. But the way he has acted is like not good. It is not good. Because because it's, you see, my thing is this, because that's what I said. If you had acted differently, my gosh, we'd be on your side. Mm. Van Dyke season ending injury, Matsip season ending injury, Gomez season season ending injury. How many times do you do three of your first choice central defenders have season ending injuries? And and I think people would be compassionate enough to understand that the board isn't really helping him. Mm. I don't know what they're up to. I guess they're dealing with Boston Red Sox or whatever. I, I don't know. But you would like to have compassion in a sense for yeah. all of the injuries and clearly what's going on at board level where they're buying him guys from Preston North End. Like, really? This is the best you guys can do for me? After I won your first Premier League in 30, 31 years? Like, this is Preston North End. All right. Um, like, I would like to have sympathy for him, but I think he's made it impossible at this point <laughs> just by his, his snapping and not in like a jokey way, but like, just like, uh, he's, I don't know. He's just losing his temper. I would love to know, and maybe we got to ask somebody who's like a Dortmund guy. What was his last season at Dortmund? Like, like, was he the same kind of prickly hard shelled character, like us against the world kind of guy? Cause it didn't go well in his last season at Dortmund, but obviously we weren't, watching Bundesliga post matches and not like we can understand what they say different un, 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 unless you know German so no 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 but um, I tell you why it has to be different now I may be wrong but I tell you why it has to be different because where he has taken this Liverpool side wasn't where he took this Dortmund side uh I don't agree no no no, no okay but this is you have to also combine Liverpool the the club and the scope of Liverpool and the brand that is the Premier League. No, I get that. I get that part. So, but like, so, when you, Dort- so, so Dortmund were in the Champions League final. They just didn't yeah, yeah. win it. Mm. They did win two Bundesligas. Well, what's called Liverpool? That nobody would have cha- expected them to win. Oh, no, no, but then Liverpool won a Champions League. And the almost league, went, so went like, oh, 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 almost went through a season unbeaten, and because it's Liverpool and they're one of the most followed clubs in the world. Do you know what's there interesting? Was I, the, 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 I think his biggest... Dortmund side, I, I think what he accomplished with Dortmund is still comparable with what he did with Liverpool. But that's just me. I know obviously people are going to be like, well, he won the Champions League. But yeah, doing what he did with Dortmund and like the players that he had available, like who was Lewandowski before Klopp? Kagawa's and uh, Royce's and, uh, you know, we, you, could, you could go through the list of all the players that he had at Mario Goza and all those guys. Like who who were they? 
Although I guess you could say the same for like a lot of those Liverpool players, but you know, I I, I think it's I think it's comparable. But I, I what my point was, I'd like to know basically your point about you know the true measure of a man when times get tough. Was he this same man in his last season at Dortmund when they were damn near relegated, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he had to take the sabbatical or whatever it was before he got the Liverpool job? Like, was he the same guy, or is it? As 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 maybe you suggest the whole, how do I word this nicely? Okay, every club has a conspiracy or conspiratorial element behind it. Meaning, if you research Man City fans well enough, there's people who think, man, people are against us because of the money. If you if you're a Chelsea fan, conspiracy against Chelsea, Mourinho, the whole thing. If you're Arsenal, we're getting red cards for no for no reason that aren't red cards. The Premier League is against us. Everything's against us. The media are against us. We don't have pundits. If you're Manchester United, people just hate us because we win a lot. Everybody's against us. Barca, Madrid, PSG. Everybody has the little things where that the little sect or like a section of their fans where everybody's against us. My goodness. Liverpool might take that to like a next level. Like the us against the world mentality. In the Premier League, I don't know of another club or city that embodies that at least the feeling I get from social media and their their fans or whatever the case may be, than Liverpool. So if Klopp buys into that, as what you were suggesting, maybe it does change him to be a more combative I, I use the word prickly, unpleasant person. Yeah. And maybe if you put him in a different environment that obviously is gonna have that element, but not to this degree. Perhaps he would be a little bit more agreeable to where we could then empathize and sympathize with him. But not now, man. It's like, City have a game in hand. So if they win the game in hand, it will be 13 points. But at the moment, it is 10 points. No, no, no. So, I, so, I get where Klopp is coming from. I get where it's coming from. So for him to like, jump it's... on that one, you just, you just want to be negative or make it seem even worse so nobody keeps asking you the questions or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I don't want to be stuck here for, you know, mm. it's a half an hour discussion on Liverpool. But um, you, you brought up Everton. I, th- I think we probably have to discuss this. How did you feel when Calvert Lewin scored at the at the at the end? Wow, I just laughed. You know um, what I didn't like? He he did the drug Oh yeah, Drogba celebration, Drogba celebration. That is that is sacrosanct. That is sacred. Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, 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 no. For me, I I found that great. It just shows you that that is a guy that you know, obviously is a is a huge hero of his. As I brought him, he, he's he's paying homage. Yeah, it's, it's a homage. What what if he didn't even think about it? What if it's just naturally he he just does the same thing? <laughs> no 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 no. He knows, man. He knows. He knows. Oh, he but knows. but I I did a thread on Twitter of uh just my top five Drogba left footed finishes. Mm. I I think you guys should check that out. Very underrated Drogba's left foot. It was money. I I said damn when it went in because I don't really re- I don't, I don't have the same reaction to goals as you do. I kind of just more smile and giggle at them. Oh, no no. Let me even hit you like that. With the whole thing with with reactions, you know, have you ever seen people do movie trailer reactions mm. on on YouTube, and like you see them like crying and go oh oh like, like that and, and everything. And for me, I love movies. I'm a huge movie fan. I don't react like 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 that. <laughs> so when I look at a trailer, unless it's like a trailer for like a big movie and everything, I don't go like oh my gosh, oh my god, whoa. I just don't. Even if it's a big thing, my reaction is very internal. I'm like mm, like that, you know. But with football, it's just different. Maybe it's a Nigerian thing or something, but with football, <laughs> it's like when something crazy happens, 
it's like like that's just a thing so the last time i got really 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 excited like to where it would have been film worthy was 2012 oh yeah 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 yeah. that's the that's the that's the last time i remember myself having like an outer body football's done something bad to me experience (laughs) so like you shouldn't be this hype (laughs) for something that you're not connected to necessarily I remember there was one time, I, th- I think this was because this was the 06 Champions League. And I think this was because because it was such a good, a cool underdog story. I was like, man, if Henri wins a CL, mm-hmm. it would be crazy. And I remember it was, yeah, um, Arsenal, Villarreal. I, don't, I think it was the second leg. And Villarreal had like a penalty like in the last few minutes. And I remember when um, the guy, he missed the, the, the penalty. I think I went so crazy. I think like I almost banged my head on like the door seal of my of my friend's place, you know. And then even like another one was um what what what's it called um yeah I think I told you the World Cup Senegal against um France when Bupa Diop scores yep. oh two physics physics class what's it called again Will Hambly I know you're listening physics class I remember I got up. Went, I, I ran to the back of the physics lab, slid down, and then did like a slide down, and then put my hands up in the air. <laughs> when Bupadio was called, and like my teacher, I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, but did, see, that's just the thing uniforms? about football. Did you have uniforms? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it think... was all dirty and yeah, and yeah, dusty. yeah, of course, all yeah. dusty, yeah, all dusty, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. great, great jackets. When, when the goal went in, I was like, Damn. And the reason I went damn was because Axel Twanzebi was the one who gave away the free kick. (laughs) And I was like, he's going to get abused again. And sure enough, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scores. And immediately, I'm sure all the racist United (laughs) went to his Instagram and started leaving banana, monkey, gorilla, poop emojis. On I mean, thing. I mean, can't, is it, so can't I was just like, damn, I, I felt bad for him in the moment. I was like, oh. no, 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 so why can't this guys? I want them to do something new. Isn't there like an upgraded, like racial insult thing? Because you can't recycle stuff you've been doing Bananas, for five, six years. Monkeys, gorillas, yes, it's, oh. and poop. But the poop one's like the worst one. Like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> and like the 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 the, the emoji, it's kind of cute. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like with, with, the, the, with, the, with the little <laughs> smile. It's like no, no, no. They're meaning that in an evil way. <laughs> but 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 you see, but this, you know, the thing about the whole monk monkey thing is this is that there are monkeys that are smarter than human beings. I'll keep it a stack. If well, you no, do, if you've if you've seen some of those experiments and and sort of. So monkeys are, are smarter than um, human beings. So the whole notion that, oh, my human beings, we are so much smarter and much more intelligent. So you being called like a monkey or anything is such an insult to you as a human. Oh, like, oh okay. <laughs> Although, I think Manchester United fans are maybe coming for Chelsea's spot, you know. <laughs> so that's 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 cool. <laughs> no, no, no I, I think what you find, I think the key thing you find is that there are racist fans everywhere. I always had the notion that, oh, no, it's, it's only Millwall and Chelsea United because they, they're such like a known brand, you know, they're more... No, 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 no. Like, I remember even going to Emirates Stadium and this white dude just saying some racially slick things to a black security guy. I said, oh, shit, so Arsenal fans are racist as well. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought you know, Arsenal fans, you know, everyone is black and they're more... I said, no, <laughs> no, so... 3-3, three, three, the whole... <sighs> 
We're top of the league. We're joint top. We're 21, 21. I'm seeing 21 Savage memes and all this kind of stuff. 20, 20, 20, 21 incoming. 21 incoming. You, you guys are going to have to wait a little while. But, you know, and I have written down, we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we told you so. Let's Let's be fair. Most sensible Manchester United fans understood that they were not going to win the league. This is like 98% of Manchester United supporters understood that where they were in their project, they were not going to win the league. They were merely enjoying the fact that they were on top of the table. So I think it's that's fair to point out. I'm talking to that loud, obnoxious, <laughs> annoying, repugnant 3% who decided, no, we actually are and can win the league or we're title challengers or we're there or thereabouts. I'm talking to those guys. So if, you, if you're not in that 3%, then I'm not talking to you. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. So I think it's fair to acknowledge the 97% of sensible people. But there's a loud 3% that will make you think it's 50-50 in the fan base because, you know, memes and tweets and whatever else, podcasts, etc. And going back to reactions, it was a 3-3 draw. Mm. It's not like they lost. And some of the reactions I saw from Manchester United fans on YouTube and elsewhere, again, football gets works you up that much. I can't believe it. We did this. We did that. Okay, it was a last-minute goal. I know it feels shitty whenever you like uh, when somebody scores a last-minute goal, but it's not like you lost. But it feels like I mean, especially if you have as wild as it may be aspirations of trying to win the league. Nah. You know, you know that to even have any hope, you've got to keep on winning. You've got to keep like, on winning. It's not good enough. People are weak. They're this, they're that. Like we're we're, we're this, we're that. Is like... no, 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 no. Is it? I'll tell you why that why that's stupid. That's stupid because you're like, wait, did you really? believe that this team was ready to win the league so you said oh my gosh we are manchester united and yeah like what it's not good enough to for manchester United. like what does that mean in 2021 these players aren't good enough for manchester united let me let me explain to you see this is something about club football that i've never understood like now and this is something i want to tell you this is why the difference between international and club football for, for for your country there is a culture that never changes Italian people are Italian people. That's just how they are. And for them, the way they interpret football is catenazio. You see, Brazilians are Brazilians. The way they interpret football is, you know, flair, attacking, dynamism, unorthodox. Samba. Um, Germany, the way they interpret football is balance, structure, you know, where everything is perfectly symbiotic from defense, midfield, and attack. Stereotypically efficient. Yeah. What, what, is, is, the... what, what is English football? <laughs> Oh no, passion! Yeah, like it's it's passion. <laughs> you, know, it's, you, you know what it is. It's English football is uh, Mason Mount's a better player than Phil Foden. That's English football. We can go into a whole thing, but let's put that to one side. My thing is, what is the culture of a club? In the same thing for a country. So when people say, "Oh my gosh, this is well, we're not playing Man United," no, this is twenty twenty one. No, 2011. What does the twenty twenty one Man United team have anything to do with the twenty eleven team or the ninety nine team? But there is a symbiosis between the 06 Italy team and the 1970 Italy team. Because you look at the 1970 Italy team, you look at the 94 Italy team, you look at 06 Italy team, there is a similarity because of how Italians interpret the sport. The Brazil team of 1970, of um, 82, of 02, of 06, 
there is a similarity there based on how Brazilians interpret the sport of football. Mm. But, f- but for a club, you've got people from different countries all playing. So maybe this United team have more Portuguese um, than English. And maybe most of the players here are Portuguese and French. So it will be a style. But back in '99, maybe you had more English and more English and French than anything else. So it would be a particular style. So yeah. this notion that you think that the culture of how your team plays will carry all the way through now. What is I'm going to have next? Harry Kane is where I wanted to go next. He played probably at like 70, 75% of what he's capable of. You could tell by like the 80th minute he was he was struggling to run, but he's just out there just because, you know, try hard, uh, passion merchant almost. <laughs> like, <sighs> Mourinho needs to figure out the plan B because mm. this, this Kane thing, like, I, I know he's, I think he's joint second. So tied for second in the in the Spurs goal scoring thing, I think he has you know, forty more to get uh, Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves, by the way, top Spurs scorer, and I think he's top five for Chelsea. So imagine if he did all his work at one club, and then you add the Chelsea goals together with the Spurs ones. I don't know what I don't know what kind of smoke Jimmy Greaves was on in like the fifties, sixties, seventies, whatever this was. But that guy must have been a goal scorer. Just putting that out there. If you if you could be top five, top six for Chelsea, and your Spurs top goal scorer, uh, that's that's interesting. But you know, Kane Kane will catch him. Point being, I don't know how much longer Harry Kane is gonna last. Like, okay, actually, this this might be a good question. How much longer do you think Harry Kane can can play football? <laughs> Um, because this this is going the way of Wayne Rooney. Pacrosis, young talent, after a certain amount of time, gets into the team, runs himself, scores a bunch of goals, and then, I don't know, can Kane be a midfielder? Can Kane? I don't think so. Like, where does he go? I feel like he's running himself into the ground for a team that's not going to accomplish much. I mean, look, it, I think when you look at how Harry Kane plays... Um, his football isn't really predicated on like physicality. Ooh, you I don't know. know about that one. No, no, as in like, is he does it does it rely on speed? In a sense, he's he can't he can't run. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> like he if if he was never fast and he's getting slower. <laughs> then, then yes, no, 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 that's but, a problem. But, but, but that was never part of his game. His part of the game was never, oh man, you put you put a through ball, he can latch onto it like um Obama Yang or or Timo Werner. No. Yeah. So okay. my thing is that he can keep on playing for a while because you know he's much more about being technical, distributing the ball, right place, right time, and you know, his technique with his shoot shooting. Similar to Ibrahimovic. Like, why can Ibrahimovic play for this long? Ibrahimovic at his very peak was a guy that's his heat map was like a very small circumference because he hardly really moved, you know, because he didn't run, wasn't that really quick, had, had zero acceleration. But all about technique and just, you know, um, doing what he can with the ball at his feet. So I think Ibra's starting at a high, at a higher place 
with his technique and his ability than Kane is. True. Yeah, of not for sure. For sure. So if sure. Ibra declines, he can still be top goal scorer in Serie A if he puts it all together, even at forty. Just mm-hmm. because where he started with Ajax and Juve and Barca is insane level. Kane, I don't know if he started at that place. So his regression is going to be drastic, I think. And he's he's done it to himself with playing with ankle injuries and knee injuries and hamstrings. and pro- He's put himself at risk in times where he shouldn't. And now he's playing for a manager that almost demands that you put yourself at risk. For the for the betterment of him and the team, <sighs> I worry because I I was thinking like 75, 80 minutes. I was watched him. I was like, okay, firstly, is he gonna play all ninety minutes? Yes. Uh, and how does he look in like the last quarter of the game? And he was just he was just laboring. You can't keep doing this to the guy. But then he's so integral to the team <laughs> that you kind of have to yeah. put him out there. So it's just like when when does this thing overlap where you've played him too much, and then he declines, and then the the the, the production that he ha- that he gets as a result of that decline goes down. I don't know when that is, but he's 27, 12 months, eighteen months. I don't know. Um, anyway, Suarez. Um, he needs to apologize to Patrice Evra. He's still waiting for the apology. Okay, it's, it's never too late to apologize. So I'll start there. And once you apologize, then I'll stop calling you Cannibal Suarez. Jaws. Um, You're going to be calling him that for his whole life. Yeah. No, no. Un- until he apologizes, I'll, be, I'll remain calling him Cannibal Suarez. So, Cannibal Suarez, I think he scored 16 goals in total last season for Barcelona. He's already on 16 Gs for Atletico Madrid right now. Wow. Um, and here's my thing. I put out a vid. I'm going to reiterate it here on the Talking Tactics podcast that drops every Tuesday, allegedly. Hey. Um, if Cannibal Suarez leads Atletico Madrid to the La Liga and Champions League, we no longer have a conversation with regards to the best striker of the generation, or rather the past 10 years. No. Because, because right now the conversation is him, Benzema and Lewandowski, and they all have great arguments, you know. Benzema wins. For me, Paul Boy. Wait, as of, wait as, of, as of right now, or if he wins, if Cannibal Suarez wins the... Um, Champions League this it, year. No, it, it, no it, it, it doesn't matter. Of, of course it matters. Not, because... not, not to me, because I always say he was shafted by the France, by the French Football Federation. Who cares? So his, his career, his international career, will always have the what-if factor of doesn't a Euro matter. and a World Cup. And if doesn't I put matter. that in into the calculus, doesn't then he matter. wins every time. Doesn't matter. That's... I'm sorry, Daniel... You know, I love you like a brother and, and everything, but that has to be the biggest part of crap I've ever had come out of your, 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 your mouth. <laughs> to say that someone wins because of a what-if factor yep. is s- stupid. Nope. Because nope. my thing is that I deal with facts. Of course, see, it's the same thing with Cristiano and the, and the Euros. Yeah, maybe if Cristiano is fit for that Euro final, yeah, maybe they do still win. Maybe they don't. But the fact is he didn't play. People say, oh, but him being injured wasn't his fault. I know it wasn't his fault, and it was very unlucky. I don't care. You contributed to nothing in our Euro final. Benzema not being part of the French squad had nothing. Okay, maybe it has something to do with Benzema, but he was unfairly left out. Fully yeah. unfairly le- 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 left out, but it is what it How is. How come you... I can't have my own math, and you can't have your own math? What do you mean? Like, how come I can't weigh that a different level than you do? 
like like, like how come it has to be stupid how come it, we just can't be different no no it's it's stupid because <laughs> we have to deal with stand, what's stand is. on it say it with your chest man <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> it's it is stupid because you have to deal with facts. We can't deal with what ifs. Facts of the matter is, you played on part of the Euros. You played on part at the World Cup, and that 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 is a, that is an utter robbery, which I take Fine. into account because it's robbery and everything. But you you have it's to do with injustice. It doesn't matter. You have to do with what you mathematics. When, when we deal with what happens, and basically you're you're, you're being like you're going to now. Saying that, oh, it's it's thirteen points. Assuming, don't assume. Deal with facts. <laughs> so, the the fact is, Benzema, you were you were part of four seals. Um, Lewandowski, you were part of a treble winning team. Um, winning the Ballon d'Or and obviously scoring a crazy amount of goals. Conor Suarez, you were part of I a treble winning team. So when, as of right now, when did Lewandowski win the Ballon d'Or? Oh, so, sorry. Um, because it was cancelled, wasn't it? Um, the best award. The, the what award? award? FIFA's no, the, the best. You're, you're gonna put the FIFA best award into your mathematics, but no. I can't put Benzema would have won the world the World Cup in a Euro into mine. Daniel, the best. Is is it Daniel? Now, now you're being stupid now. <laughs> the I am dealing best with award. No, no, I'm dealing with something that exists. You're <laughs> dealing with a hypothetical. Come on, bro, fix up. So my thing is that as of right now, we have different arguments for everyone. And I do feel that. Lewandowski's and Benzema's may be slightly stronger than Cannibal Suarez. But if he leads at because again, this is this this is a dot. This is dot, degree of difficulty. If he leads Atletico to a CL and he can cover that with a La Liga, he's he's clear. There is no longer a conversation. There's no longer a debate. It's it's over. It's so, done. So so you'd be willing to put a racist as number one? I'm here for the football. <laughs> When I deal with basically, does racism factor in your math? No, because my thing is that it's the same thing with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson said, "I hope you get by a pack of to his ex-wife." So Mel Gibson and he's also um, anti-Jewish as well. So and he's also like abusive towards women as well. So Mel Gibson is a psycho, <laughs> but I will still say that the guy is one of the most amazing filmmakers ever, and. Apocalypto, Passion of the Christ, and Braveheart are exceptional films. So I can look at an answer to be, in terms of film, oh my God, this guy is an amazing filmmaker, but he's a psycho. There's a reason why I call him Cannibal Suarez, and I will continue to call him because he's a racist guy that eats people. But you can still say, man, the guy's a damn football player. John Terry, the adults were racist. At his peak, I always say, <laughs> this guy was an exceptional defender that was is, almost impossible is, to get past. Is, so, is that hyphenated? <laughs> John Terry. The boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, that's his, his name. So, But John Terry and his speaker, say, you know, this guy was an exceptional defender at, a, at his peak. So you have to just call it as, as, as it is, man. You know? Yeah. My, my math is different than your math. Okay, your, I'm, your, I'm, your I'm your taking off points because you called... Uh, ever a racial slur, so that's Listen, taking off points you're, because you're like a pro black, what's it called? <laughs> Kwame Ture wannabe, man. That's that's why. So, <laughs> right. hey, I wish, I wish you're an Afrocentric, man. I wish, um, I would have to do a lot more organizing in order to be a Kwame Ture. I'd like, I'd have to join an organization, which by the way, I, I'm thinking about doing. Uh, Barca Madrid, anything that stands out to you about them this week? Barca. Being reliant on Messi, <gasps> and I believe 
Madrid only have like 13 fit players in total. We need to talk about Griezmann. You've disrespected Griezmann on multiple occasions. You've called him a side chick. I've, which I've, which 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 of the side shows has he? I've, I've said at one point in the in uh in this podcast that he was top five in the world. I remember you called me stupid then. Excuse me. I I remember you called me stupid then. How could he be top five? What has he done? Woo woo woo. I think he's kind of displaying that he has talent. I think you might need to apologize to this man. Uh, nah, I'm good. Let's see what he does in the CL. What was the highest level that Griezmann had? You, you know, you know your rankings. Oh, uh, oh, oh high, lower I, tier three, upper tier three, middle tier three, upper tier two, middle tier two, lower I, tier I, two. I think he was he was probably his highest was probably tier two, level one. Is that the bottom of tier two or the top yeah. of tier two? No, no, top of the, the, the bottom. Okay. So he goes tier two, level one, tier two, level two, tier two, level three, then upper tier two, level one. I don't, see. I don't know what that means, though. What what what, what does that mean? If you could break it down, what does tier two, level one mean? Your good quality player, real good quality player, and so forth. But so you're who, not who, really yet. Who else would be in that bracket with him? Well, let's bring up the website, shall we? So let's see who's in tier two, man. Um, show more. So we've got Ilicic, we've got Marquinhos, got Mbappe, got Tony Cruz, got Alderweireld, um, got Carrasco, Reguillon, Chesney, Lukaku. Okay, so would you call Lukaku a world-class striker? In and around, but to give him that definitively, <laughs> but he's hovering over there as world-class because so, he keeps coming in and out. So at his peak, you'd say Griezmann was hovering around world-class status, but, oh, yeah, yeah, but, but, but you couldn't give it to him. No, yeah, couldn't give it to him, but he was Do you hovering. think the form he's in right now is hovering around where he was at his at his best with, with Atletico? Somewhat, somewhat. I still need to see more. I need to see a larger sample size, but somewhat. I mean, he's slowly sort of saying, oh, maybe this guy is going back to what he used to be. What else do we have written down here? Did you watch PSG Marseille? I didn't, but someone sent me a picture of Dimitri Payet trying to get rid of Marco. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a bad tackle. He got red carded at the end of the game. Um, Mm. Mbappe. Looks good. I, I think for the past few weeks, even for months, really, we've been kind of questioning, is PSG the right place for Mbappe to Didn't be? Didn't Marseille lose all their games in the Champions League? Groups? Perhaps, perhaps. Okay. Um, right. But, you know. Dodd. Dodd. Yeah, Marseille, they're ninth. But they've lost uh, many games in a row. <laughs> they've dropped many points in a row. Uh, but no, PSG, I think they're third. In, in the table, I clicked just before I looked, but I think they're third in the table. Um, and Mbappe, he looked good. He scored a really good goal. Um, I think he probably trusts his, his fitness again, um, looking by like the sprints and stuff that he was doing. Um, so they won 2-0. Uh, Icardi scored a crazy goal. He did like this flicked header that like looped over Mandanda. If he meant it, then wow. Uh, and it, it seemed to me as if as if he meant it. Um, it might have got a little deflection off the defender, but you know, just the the idea to try to do that is uh, is pretty pretty crazy. That was, I think, the last game that French football would will be viewed on Telefoot. So Telefoot was like a dedicated football channel uh, in France, and because of the television deal that that they had with uh, French football, they couldn't pay. Basically, the the deal that that they said they could 
<laughs> so Canal Plus came in uh, recently and they bought the rights of French football. So the the television station Telefoot is is no longer. So I was curious. Do, do you think like an all football channel would work in England? So B- BT Sport shows many different kinds of sports. Uh, Sky Sport shows many different kinds of sports. But this was a dedicated football channel that had, it showed games, it had, you know, uh, panel shows, it had a whole bunch of stuff on it. Um, do you think people would pay for just an all-football channel if it was linked to the Premier League? Because that that seemed to be a problem in France where they thought, because this is a dedicated football channel, everybody who likes football will subscribe to the channel, then we'll have enough money to pay the rights. But mm. they didn't hit the number that they thought they would hit because I guess there just wasn't enough interest. And I wonder, maybe that's a consequence of being in France and you trying to pay too much money. But if you if you exported that uh, template to another country that does have the kind of backing and supporting and big fan bases and whatnot, I wonder if that could work rather than having BT Sport or Sky Sports. You have just like an actual dedicated, all we do is football and this is our channel. Like, do you think that will work? Um, it sh- I mean, in theory, it should work. But I don't know why, for some reason, why something like that may not work. You see, for me, I think what you find is people are very tribal. Mm. and club specific because again a trend I used to watch a lot was trans world sport which used to come along in Nigeria and there used to be this thing that I always used to watch all the time world soccer so they'd always have this program about world soccer and just the latest thing that would happen in football um, but that was just a program within trans world sport one of the most watched channels I think really that's like a staple on almost every box it gets is Eurosport you know, um, who shall out, out Eurosports who always show the Nations Cup, man, which I always find is great that they always, always have coverage of the African Nations Cup, um, while BBC just show the final pricks. Um, so if because really, because you think that's the most because you could see this has always actually been one of my, my dreams for a long time is to have a football channel, you know, that shows like olden days World Cup footage. Own days, Nature's Cup footage that has many editorials and stuff, lots of football financials. That's always been my dream. I said to myself that would that work more so than Chelsea TV, Man United TV, Liverpool TV? Because I just think that a lot of people are like, no, I want to see my club and everything that my club does. How many people will subscribe? So this is just football. That's interesting. You know, I I hear you. Because I was I've always been thinking like how come uh, in America you could get like there's golf TV there's the NBA channel there's the NHL channel there's a tennis channel if you look deep enough there's probably like a swimming channel or the, you know there are hunting channels here <laughs> oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah 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 where like there the, the, are these guys in like camouflage and they go out into the wilderness and they shoot deer on TV or birds or there's like fishing channels where like you can go get bass or not shrimp but trout or whatever it is like people will sit around and there's a dedicated channel that's been on for like 20 years or however long it is and people just sit down and watch you fish you know but but there's no 
football channel. Like, there's think, no dedicated soccer channel. Yeah, you don't know. I think, I think I've just had, like, almost like a eureka moment right now. That is the issue with football and football Twitter and fans because, and this even bleeds into, like, racism as, as well. There are people who, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, but I love basketball. And I love to talk about basketball, mm. you know. Um, okay, I may follow this. Um, I love Federer and, and everything. I'm a big Federer fan, but I love tennis. Yeah. So I'm going to go to a tennis, tennis channel. There are people who I think care more about their club than football. And, and are so obsessed about their club and everything that their club is doing as opposed to the sports that your club takes a part in. We, which I think is which is just a fascinating thing. This is this is the culmination I think of like a lot of our conversations. I think. Mm. Do you really care about football, or do you really just care about what the club gives you? It's why people connect to actual players over a club because connecting to a human thing is easier than connecting to an abstract thing. So this is why you have over the top Messi fans, over the top Cristiano fans, over the top Hazard fans. No offense. Over the top Neymar fans. Why? Because connecting to the actual human being and knowing that they're going to do something special from week to week, that's easier than connecting to a club, right? Mm. So Ju- Juventus could lose, but if Ronaldo gets his two goals, hey, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so that's that's part of it. But people don't really like football. People like what football gives them. Because if you liked football, then you would have... You know how many times we've we've tried to have conversations about Chelsea, and it's like uh, you know Frank Lampard um, won't be a good football manager because X Y Z reasons. Mm. We, can, we can give you uh, look at Thierry Henry, look at oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Diego Maradona, look at X Y Z examples in football. Expand your horizons beyond West London, and you will see examples of why this won't work. But people who are Chelsea fans. They don't care about the examples in the world because they're so myopic in their view that the only thing I care about is Chelsea. Why would I look to an example from Arsenal? Why would I look to Argentina? Why would I look to South Africa? Why would I look elsewhere? They don't care. So Mm. if we try to give you a channel that's everything, if my team isn't there, why would I watch? Why would would I subscribe to a channel? I don't care Mm. if you had like a Netflix or something like that. People just like movies. People just like TV shows. They don't like one particular kind of yeah, show. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff, so they'll subscribe to you. If you have, uh, I don't know, if you do like a food thing. Yeah, there's hamburgers, there's hot dogs, there's this, there's that. Like, there's not just one food. We like a bunch of food. But there are some people who they only want to eat one thing. And it's very specific and tailored to them. And that's probably the issue why they'll never be like a dedicated, I'll use the word, soccer channel. Because there should be one. In England, for there not to be a dedicated football channel that's, like, powerful, I don't get it. Like, there should be one. Mm. It's a football mad nation. Of course there should be one. I mean, I'm, But, I like, mean, you, you, you have to spend the time no, no, no. of, like, snooker and no, no, rugby. No, no. There's, and... there's a YouTube channel, though, that's, I think, Football Daily mm-hmm. that I see around, which just does football stuff. But it's like, well... How many hours in the day are there to really dedicate well, time I, I, to each actually, club. You know? My thing though is would ESPN FC count as a football channel? No. ESPN is or, or it's or it's part of the ESPN umbrella. Yeah. It's under the ESPN umbrella of like there, 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 
there's you know there's ESPN, there's ESPN two, there's ESPN University, there's ESPN Classic. Mm. You know, there's a bunch of different versions of ESPN News. There's a bunch of different ESPNs. The same way there's Sky One, Sky Two, Sky Three, Sky Four. Same thing. But none of them is dedicated that if I want to watch something about football, I go to this channel 24 hours a day and there's something there. That doesn't exist. The same way, if you want to watch NBA 24 hours a day, NBA TV, we got you. You might not want to watch this 1980 game between the Houston Rockets and the Boston Celtics, but we have something for you if you need it. (laughs) You know, that doesn't exist with football for whatever reason. And take it just slightly deeper. The World Cup. People don't like football. The World Cup is the biggest competition in the world. Why? Or the biggest sporting competition that's not the Olympics. Why? People, How many people do you know when the World Cup arrives? They, they haven't watched one lick of football in the last four years. They haven't sat down and watched a whole complete 90 minutes once in four years. But when the World Cup arrives, we care. Meaning the world. Why? It's not about the sports. It's not about the game. It's about the nationalism. It's about pledging pride to a flag. America all of a sudden comes out of the woodworks on the World Cup. Why? It's not about Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey and these guys. They don't care about those guys. If they did, they'd watch more Everton games. The the MLS would be a bigger deal. They don't care about that. It's America versus Iraq. It's America versus Sweden. It's America versus that country, Ghana, whoever it is. We're the best in the world, allegedly. From from an American context, not in a footballing sense, but just in a, our country is the best. So therefore, when the country plays nationally, we watch. It's why the uh, United States women, they they make a lot of money because they actually are the best, but they have the backing of America with them. If you take those individuals and put them in club football, we don't care. People don't go to women's games, like the league games like that. So at the end of the day, I think you hit on a point. We really don't like football. We like what football provides. The context around football wait, 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 is wait, more important we, than football. We as in including myself? No, 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 no. Like oh. society. Please, oh, yeah. Please don't, 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 don't put me in. <laughs> <laughs> the world doesn't really like football like that. No, no, no. Put this way. Football is the perfect conduit because the sport is the perfect balance of chess intrigue mm. celebration and difficulty and so forth so it's the perfect conduit to be obsessed about a specific team or a specific player my, my mom will watch college basketball but she'll only watch the team that she likes or the tournament uh like to decide the champion me i will watch any basketball game women's uh men college third division second division NBA, WNBA, it doesn't matter. I just like watching basketball. I like what is this coach doing? What are the sets they're running? How do they deal with picking? Like the intricacies of basketball appeal to me. So I don't really care who's playing. Obviously, like I'm not going to watch eighth graders or like middle school. Like that's that's different. Um, but like the upper end of high school and any other level, I'll watch it. But there are some people I'm only watching the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm only watching the Duke Blue Devils, because they do this for me. Whereas I just like the game. It would be great if America had a dedicated football channel. I don't know how I would try to get involved in this somehow, but I'd, I'd try. You know, Let me write something. Let me, do, let me host something. Let me do this. Let me do that. 
but I don't know if it'll ever come. And in England, I don't, I don't get it. Just having this conversation kind of makes me understand why that channel went under. Because imagine mm. you're a P, you're a, a Saint Etienne fan, and they're not showing anything about your club <laughs> except the game on Sunday. Well, I can get that, but from a stream if I have a VPN, so it's all good. Anyway, um, this has been Talking Tactics. Unless have hope you have anything left to say. I am Coolio. Coolio. Right. Uh, we do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter um, at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Facebook at Talking Tactics. Um, if you're on, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on SoundCloud, remember to hit the hearts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read on the show. And if you want to help the podcast out, drop a little in the collection plate. Check us out on Patreon. We talked about um, the little things. Yeah. We talked about One Night in Miami. So if you're into movies, the last episode should kind of be for you. So there you go. I'm at Daniel to look half up. Where can people get you? Find me half up football.com, baby. Uh, Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.